<clears throat> hey guys, it's Kenneth. Uh, I just wanted to talk about, um, you know, having an attitude towards life. Before we start, though, I gotta say, like, what date is? It's Wednesday, July thirteenth. I got my TV on, listening to some white noise. I don't know if you guys can hear. It. It's at twenty. Uh, the volume is at 20 right now, so. But I hope you guys could hear it. I mean, if not, it's fine. I'm not going to redo this just because you guys didn't hear it. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to speak about, you know, attitude. Um, I think sometimes I really believe in the idea that um, attitude can can have a dramatic effect towards your life even if your life is worse than others you can still have a better life than others just by your attitude and you might not believe this like if i compare you know a rich person or like a successful person with a homeless person um you know rich people i'm not trying to like make quick assumptions about rich people this might not be all of them you know there are some rich people out there that are really mindful with their money and they really do enjoy their lives because they don't you know spoil themselves but there's definitely some rich people that you know tend to spoil themselves um you know unintentionally because it's money you know they just they don't think they just want to um it's like it's kind of like a an illusion or a lie because they think that money solves all problems you guys know this i think by now this generation they know that money does not make you a better like a happier person yes it might make your life less hard and stuff and yes you could buy whatever you want that makes you happy but that's not what makes you deeply happy i think what makes you deeply happy is yourself you can't have things to control you as yourself you have to be the one to make yourself happy not money not anything else you have to use your mind your thoughts your attitude specifically for this episode <clears throat> if you look at a watch um some people have like extremely tiktok watches that is to say they just have the hours marked with spots there are even more simple watches though like um there are watches that simply have three four spots on them 12 and 6 9 and 3 but on the other extreme you can buy very expensive watches that have stop watches on them and things that tell you the date and technometers and all kinds of involved things and this watches collaboration that will be getting more and more and more complicated all the way around <clears throat> and it begins to look like a flower you see it begins to look for what? 
started out to look like a kind of metallic object ends up looking like a vegetable or some kind of like wonderful growing alive thing beyond some like mysterious points of complexity it seems to become alive so this is what i mean by the spectrum uh that of the various you just let's say games that are going on the you know the very very firm 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 form at one end and the other end all kinds of complicated mechanical like metric motion rhythmic motions that are like so difficult to reduce to anything so simple as chum chum we say they're alive whereas the things at the other um and that are very very simple like that you see we say that they are like relatively inert but whatever whether like whether you say that the inert is merely like less alive or whether you say that the alive is merely the maximum complexity of the inner all depends on whether you want to say yes to the world or whether you want to say no so it is as we're a yes saying that makes everything seem alive and a no saying that makes everything seem dead and when you say no and you make it all seem dead what happens you experience a very extreme form of diff differentiation i think that's what it's called differentiation you know between yourself on the one hand and everything that you experience on the other because if you want to put this world down and say it's all just a bunch of junk you can't do that without isolating yourself from it you know you've got to stand aside and be completely independent observer because if you say therefore i like therefore i too am just a lot of junk then therefore this statement that i'm making is just a lot of junk then obviously you can't expect anybody to lay very much credence like credence upon upon it Where was I? Oh yeah, like I was saying, like therefore this statement that I'm making is just a lot of junk. That's what I was at. Um, then obviously you can't expect anybody to lay very much credence upon it. But on the other hand, when you say, well, good gracious, this whole thing is, is, uh, is something, isn't it? Then you put yourself into it you don't stand aside from it any longer, you admit. That you are... Two are part of the whole thing. That your ego yourself is... Involved with everything that you experience. 
that there really, really ultimately isn't any difference between the kind of thing that's going on and you and <clears throat> let me then then you see look you've got a total system you're one with it you're not standing aside from it but to make that clear i just have to go into something that is puzzling for us who's thinking that is based on sentences structure and uh, a kind of grammar that has like subject verb and predicate and a kind of mythology wherein we think of consciousness and being aware by what's that word called analogy you know being aware of like by analogy with photography with mirrors reflecting images if you can understand that what you are is everything that you know there are you see a number uh there are infinitely many ways of language ties um you know language ties us up um i was going to say being conscious of what's going on each one of us looks at a present like a present scene from a different point of view but um <clears throat> Let me say, <clears throat> let me say, look at it like this, supposing, you know, I say instead of each one of us is a different point of, res like, you know, a point of view with respect to a situation, um, you can, you see, we can say, uh, here's a, here's a situation and each one of us has an eye, you see, looks at it from a different point of view and so we go into it like this. Now, that's a very disintegrated picture. What is the connection between this and this? What's behind this? And where does all that come from? What's its relation to this, the situation? No, we are part of the situation, you know? You can't deny that. So you see that the, the thing behind this is... is this you see see what i mean um you you're not out of it all night you understand then if that's the way it is we've got to draw a different diagram all together um here's the situation again now we talk about a point of view towards the situation but can't you see that the situation grows out of itself like itself's point of view like this um see and then here they are little eyes in the end of it you see like like a snail but it it's it's a big snail that's with many many eyes so it looks at itself like that looks at itself through many eyes 
So in other words, um, but um, what we what each one calls ourselves is a point of view taken by what each one of us calls our experience. You get that, isn't it? Isn't um, isn't the experience? In other words, you know, doesn't need really an experience, and an experiencer. You don't need um, you don't need a thought, and then to have a thought, you have to have a thinker, or to have a thinker, then you can have a thought. All I'm all I'm introducing to you is um, seeing a really you know really simplified language. Do you feel a feeling, or is it a feeling? A feeling, the same thing is feeling. It's easier, isn't it, to say like feeling instead of feeling a feeling. There was a faith leader, um, um, of Dio, and uh, once I met him, and he was like, "Though pain is not real, when the point of pin goes into my skin," I, I think. I dislike what I what a fancy I feel. I think that's what he said, or that other, <laughs> or that other um, limerick that some of you know that I made up. There was a young man who said, though, you know, it seems that I know, that I know what I would like to see is the eye that knows me, and when I know what I know, that I know, this is what it is. So when you see that, you know, things, the physical world and a consciousness. Are inseparable. <clears throat> Damn, it's hot. It isn't that like the physical world is like, no. It isn't that the physical world is reflected in a mirror, but that it, like, but it and consciousness are all one. But that consciousness seems to be something that is different from the world, and looks at it, you know, be, um, because it is done, focused, projected in so many different ways that these are like the spikes coming out. See, you remember like. My fern thing, all right. We can play ferns with this, and we can start um, growing little ones out out of here. You see, I'll take any one of these, like, and start doing this. Um, take one of these and start doing this. All points of growing, you know, growing out of the center. It's just about growing out of the center. You know, life should be lived in reality and not in our mind. To understand life, we have to experience it, and our experiences are what makes us who we are. Everyone sees life in a different perspective, but we all 
are part of the situation. You know, physical world is the consciousness of it all. Everyone's point of view, saying yes to the world, everything seems alive, and vice versa. So many choices, embrace all feelings, but do what is right in accordance. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I used to have like a lot of people listening to my podcasts, but I just I feel like I stopped for a while, and then they all just faded away. I don't know what happened. I mean, at least I think I have one listening. James, if you're listening right now, um, check if your refrigerator is running, cause. You better catch it. All right. Um. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening.